All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Throwing Bows podcast brought to you by the Coda Sports Gambling Network. I'm your host, Coda Capper VFC, and we've got my boy, my new co-host, Fade JT. Uh, as of last week, JT, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. It's pay-per-view week. It does not get any better than this. We got Absolutely. great fights this week. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we do have a pretty good one this week. UFC 275, like JT said, as always, pay-per-view week is, is the best. Uh, we got Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prohaska this week in Singapore. Could not be more excited for that. Um, we got a lot of fights on this card that we are both looking forward to. A lot of good spots that we've found betting-wise. Um, but we'll as as always we'll talk about our story of the week we'll break down the fights and we'll give you our long shot parlay but before we get started uh, i want to tell you guys that the throwing bows podcast is sponsored by the bet coda sportsbook the bet coda sportsbook is a south dakota owned and operated sportsbook located in the midnight star casino in deadwood south dakota serving customers in the state as you enter the midnight star you are swept into the past with the grand staircase stunning woodwork and the elegance of the chandelier they offer the best lines in deadwood so stop by and mention the coda sports gambling network to receive a free bet coda t-shirt play responsibly you must be 21 years or older to wager gambling problems or concerns call 1-800-522-4700 so let's start with our story of the week as always what are you watching this week jt anybody you like any fights you like uh what what's most important this week tell the people in my opinion, and this is going to be rare, but it's the girl fight. It's it's Joanna Jacek versus Zhang Weili. They had arguably the fight of the year last year. I think it I think it was or two years ago now. Yeah, it was pretty two. sure. I don't know. It, and it was absolutely just a bloodfest. These girls led it all on the line. And Zhang Weili came out narrowly, but it at the end, like it's one of those fights where you leave and you're like, nobody won. Like it, the only people that won were the fans. Like these people are as evenly matched as you can be. We gotta watch it again, and we're finally getting to watch it again. I am just in love. I, I love Joanna. I think she's just probably the meanest person ever, but also like really good at fighting and kind of cool. Like she in her prime when she was dominating. She was super brutal, super mean to everybody, was very disrespectful, uh, got humbled by Rose, and then, like, on her way back up, runs into Zhang Wei Lee and had the best fight that I've probably seen in a very long time. It rivals Lawler versus McDonald. It's just a banger of a fight. Joanna looked inhuman after that fight. I've never seen a head that big. Maybe some people on Twitter, but that's another thing. Anyway, they, it, I'm just so excited for this fight. It's, it's one of the rare times where it's like the girl fight's going to be like the most exciting, I think. And yeah, always the off chance that they just dance around and point each other for five, for three, but we'll see. Um, I, yeah, that's that Joanna one. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I, I just want to add, I'm also stoked for that fight. I mean, I wish it was five rounds again. I mean, I think everybody does, but like, I think this will still be a banger of a fight for three rounds. I'm, I'm absolutely, absolutely fired up for it. Like you said, uh, the first fight, one of the best ever, um, probably the best women's women's mixed martial arts fight ever, well, at least in the UFC. Um, but yeah, absolute banger of a fight. So juiced for that. 
Um, but for me, the story to watch is actually not a fight in this one. It is a person, Jack Della Maddalena. Um, I'm absolutely juiced to watch this kid. He is 1-0 in the UFC. Um, he had his debut, I want to say it was it was two pay-per-views ago, maybe maybe three. Um, it was Nganu versus Gan. Um, so I guess it was in January now. Dang, time flies. Um, but yeah, he, he won that one with a knockout in the first round over Pete Rodriguez. He's a Dana White Contender Series guy. He's a Finnish machine. He's on an 11-fight professional win streak. The dude is a monster. He's Australian. I, I think he's one of the next big things at welterweight, and I'm just I'm, I'm juiced to see what he can do. Um, he's got a big fight, his toughest test yet against Ramazan Ameev. Um, Ameev is also a very talented guy, been around for a little while. So I, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, it's we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, JDM is my guy. I'm, I'm stoked to watch him fight. So, uh, so yeah. But any thoughts on JDM before we get into the card? I He finishes fights. And he he just he's super young and talented. Like I'm just really excited to see him out there. He's one of the guys that I circled going into this. Like I think this dude's gonna put on a show. And I think who he's fighting hasn't fought anybody really. And like he goes to decisions against mids and he loses against anybody good. So it's like, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great position for JDM to be in. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we'll break down that fight soon, but. But let's get into the card. Um, we'll start with the first fight of the card. We're going in topology order. So if, if anything changes, blame them. But we've got Ramona Pasquale, a plus 145 dog against Jocelyn Edwards, who is a minus 175 favorite coming into this fight. Fight goes the distance is minus 200. Fight does not go the distance, plus 150. Um, for me, Pasquale, she's from Hong Kong, 6-3 and three overall, 0-1 in the UFC. Uh, only two of nine of her fights have gone to the distance, um, which is super interesting to me. She's been submitted once before. On the flip side, Edwards, 10 and four overall, one and two in the UFC. Uh, losses to Carol Rosa and Jessica Rose Clark. Um, for me, I'm leaning Edwards in this fight. I don't see a ton of value there. It's low-level women's MMA. This is a pass for me. Pasquale being from Hong Kong, I think, makes things interesting. You know, that's super close. Uh, to Singapore so I think that that definitely gives her an advantage there'll be more fans there um, rooting in her favor but but I don't know this one's a pass for me Eileen Edwards I don't see a ton of value what are your thoughts here JT yeah I'm, I'm kind of the same way like even with uh, the you know being in Singapore and like she's from Hong Kong it even then it's just like when it's so early in the prelims it's like there's 17 people in there right now anyway so like it's not like a main level or like the main card fights where it's like, it's already packed out. Like it's, you'll have five more people cheering on your side than you would before. So like, it kind of deters me from really trying to go for a big hit there. I'm just leaning Edwards. Haven't really done too much for this one. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably stay away. I agree. I'll also be interested on that note to see what the fan turnout is like in Singapore, you know, who knows, maybe the fans, because they're never in Singapore, they'll pack the place early and maybe they won't, maybe they, nobody will yep. show up. Who knows? I'm, I'm really interested to, they uh, might still have COVID. We don't know. <laughs> we truly know nothing, uh, but let's move on. Another women's MMA fight. 
uh, getting into the next fight, a strawweight fight between Silvana Gomez Juarez coming in as a minus 162 favorite versus Na Liang, who's a plus 134 dog. The over one and a half here is minus 155, under one and a half, plus 120. Gomez Juarez, she's 10 and four overall, 0 and 2 in the UFC. Uh, her losses are actually both by armbar to Lupita Godinez and Vanessa Dimopoulos. So, like, not really losses to be too ashamed of, but interesting that they're both by armbar. Uh, her loss in 2015 to Poliana Botello, who fought last week, and in 2018 to Ariane Lipsky. So all four of her losses are to UFC fighters, which was was super interesting to me. Uh, Nali Yang on the other side, she's 19 and five overall, 0 and 1 in the UFC, and only one of her fights has gone the distance, which is crazy to me for for a straw weight girl um so any thoughts on this fight i want to tease that inside the distance like you're you know i kind of want to just like look at it or even the plus money at under one and a half where it's like see if you know you can get anything for those early ones um most likely we'll stay away but if if it you know tickles my pants yeah i might throw a little on uh in side one and a half but yeah other than that not too much for this one yeah absolutely um for me i think gomez war is she's super interesting but she doesn't have very much grappling actually i would argue none at all uh liang in her ufc debut she went absolutely crazy she was kind of destroying the girl um and she just gassed herself out and got beat up and it was it was crazy i mean she was she was killing her but i think she calms down a lot more fights much smarter this time i think like the moment was just that big but also maybe her fight iq is just zero so you know i think that under is is something to look at but i'm gonna lean liang here i might take her i mean plus money i think there's solid value there you can get her like plus 130 plus 135 um so yeah i, I would i'm gonna look at that Possibly inside the distance as well. I could definitely see her finishing Gomez Wars, but I think her path, path to victory here is actually grappling, believe it or not. Um, so we'll see. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna play Liang, but it won't be a very big play. I want to move on though to our first men's fight of the night, a bantamweight fight between Kayung Ho Kang, who's plus 130 versus Bot Garel Donna. Sorry, there's a lot of names on this card that uh, that we might struggle with. So apologies there. But he is a minus 155 favorite. Fight goes the distance is minus 110. Fight does not go the distance minus 120. Uh, Kang is 17 and nine overall. He's six and three in the UFC. Three wins by submission in the UFC. He's also interesting little thing here he's been a part of four split decisions in nine ufc fights this dude is a split decision machine i don't know what it is but there's something to look there also a pattern that i saw when looking at his record he went loss then three wins then loss then three wins then loss then three wins and he's coming off of a loss so he's due for a win according (laughs) if his career goes uh goes as planned uh Baccarelle on the other side 12 and 3 overall 3 and 2 in the UFC uh, he fought in UFC Columbus I was there he got knocked out by Chris Gutierrez in round two um I had Gutierrez round two is like plus 1200 a uh, pretty nice hit there um but I don't know this one super interesting to me what, what are your thoughts on this one 
I got to ride with the pattern. I, I love patterns when it comes to betting. Like, there's nothing more fun than just being like, you know what? Like, it means nothing. Like, like, like where you're like, you're looking at it, it's like, I mean, he, they could match him up with a great and he could be in trouble, but it's just like, I don't know. He's good off of losses, clearly. Like, like I can't. I can't go away from that. So I kind of want to just ride with him. It's probably, probably be my first bet of the night. Um, low amount. And then just throw on that and be like, you know what? Let's ride this pattern. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I got to ride with Kang. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm on Kang as well. It's a little scary to me looking at uh, uh, Donna here that he beat Kaikar France in 2013. Just another little interesting tidbit when going through these guys' record. I don't think that means too much. Um, I was going to pass on this fight. He, but, uh, he beat Kaikara in 2013. So, I mean, it's been forever. But yeah, he beat Kaikar France. It's a, it's a weird sport. Hey, man, if I'm looking for money, I'll, I'll believe anything. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know, man. I, I was going to pass on this, but I think I'm going to play Kang. Um, here, I think that the plus money, the dogs are absolutely barking so far, but uh, I, I'm also gonna maybe sprinkle Kang sub, uh, depending on the price. I, I don't have a, a price on that yet, but I think I might sprinkle that. Um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I think, yeah, Kang is Kang is the play here. It probably won't be big, just, just like the last one, but but yeah. Uh, moving on again, we've got Jake Matthews in a welterweight bout against Andre Fialho, the red hot scorching Fialho coming in as a minus 155 favorite while Jake Matthews is plus 130 fight goes the distance. Yes, is plus 120. No is minus 155. Jake Matthews, 17 and five overall. His la- he last fought in March of 2021 and lost to Sean Brady. He's 10 and 5 in the UFC. Dude's been around forever. Most of his fights are in the UFC. His only knockout loss was to Kevin Lee by ground and pound. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Vialho is just scorching hot. He's 16 and 4 overall, 2 and 1 in the UFC. 13 of his 16 wins are by knockout. Uh, his two of his four losses are also by knockout. He's never been submitted. Um, I think if you're gonna play Fialho here, you have to go knockout i don't like the dude is killing people lately um just putting people to bed um but for me it's time to fade i think this price is honestly wrong i think this should be pretty much an even priced match um and for me that just screams take jake matthews it's like plus 130 um i think i'm gonna let the line keep growing honestly maybe it's gone down a little but i think people that uh are on fialho are gonna keep riding it up We'll see. Um, as of now, the line has actually dropped or gone towards um, Jake Matthews a little bit. But for me, it's Fial- or for me, it's Matthews underdog spot here. I really like him. It's more about fading Fialho than anything. But I like Jake Matthews here. What are your thoughts? I have to write a little bit different than you here. I I really like Fialho. My my opinion of uh, Jake Matthews, he's like. They tried to build him at one point, and he's just had, like, a very lukewarm career since then. Like, they tried to hype him a little bit, but it was just never really there early on in his career. But I, he just had a very lukewarm career for me. He, anytime he runs into somebody who's real, like a Sean Brady or, uh, like, 
Kevin Lee, even though Kevin Lee's kind of busted out now, it's like dudes with like real, real talent that he like has kind of struggled against. Like he has some good wins in there, but I have to ride with Fiala by KO. It's not a great value. It's not like if you're when you're going for a narrow margin like that, like a KO when it's like the UFC and it just might be a decision. It's only three rounds. You don't really know. It's not great, but my gut's just telling me Fiala by KO. I think Matthews, it's just, I just don't think it's looking good for him coming into this. I think Fialo's not the real deal, like uh, title winner, but he's definitely going to be a uh, top 10 in the mix, knock some dudes out, lose some fights kind of guy when he gets up there. But I, I think Fialo's kind of the real deal when it comes to this. And I think Jake Matthews just doesn't quite have it. Yeah, I mean, the dude's been on fire. It's it's hard to fade him, but for me, I, I think this is a spot to do it. So it's uh, it's good to see. It took, what, four fights for us to be on the opposite side of each other? So, hey, I mean. Hey, we need to do that to keep it interesting. Absolutely. Um, let's move on, though. We've got a lightweight fight between Mahishate, who is a plus 130 dog against Steve Garcia Jr., who is minus 155. I think that line is moving in favor of Garcia as of right now. Fight goes the distance is plus 150, and fight does not go the distance minus 200. Mahishate is 6-1. He's a Dana White Contender Series guy. Three wins by knockout, one loss by unanimous, unanimous decision. He's on a six-fight win streak. He's won all six of his fights in, in a row. Garcia on the other side, 12 and four. He's a Jackson Wink guy, one and one in the UFC, also a Dana White Contender Series alum. Uh, he has losses to Luis Pena and Ricky Tercios by decision, and he was subbed by Alan Cruz. Neither guy has been knocked out. If, it, if it's finished, uh, I feel like that's how. Fight goes the distance is plus 150. That intrigues me a little bit. Um, I think there is value there, but I like Garcia. I like Garcia a lot um, in this one. And I think I'm also probably going to take, I don't know. I I might take goes the distance. I might take Garcia. I don't want to take them both. Uh, So look out for the official card on on Twitter, but those are my leans. Um, I just got to decide which one I like more. How do you feel about this one, JT? I'm going with the youngin on this one. I'm going with uh, Mashuti or whatever his name is. It's, it's a tough one. Um, but I'm riding with him. I, I agree with the knockout. Like, it's one of those things where when you bet on it, like, and you bet the wrong guy, you see the wrong guy, and he gets knocked out, you look like an idiot. But I just – I think, if anything, he's going to at least fight up and, and do better. So, like, I kind of want to tease just the, it, for it to go the distance. Just because I think – the youngin's going to be able to at least show up. He understands he's a dog. I think he's going to fight well. He might be fight enough, fight well enough just to edge out that decision. And so I'm kind of contradicting myself, but I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Mashuti and distance. Kind of, it, that's where my mind's at with that one. Uh, again, I'll put out a card for this one, but that's that's where my head's at with that. Absolutely, yeah. I think there, there's definitely value on goes the distance there no matter how you slice it moving on we've got a featherweight fight between Sung Woo Choi who is a minus 240 favorite versus Joshua Kulibau at plus 195 the over two and a half is minus 125 the under two and a half minus 105 Choi is 10 and 4 overall he's 3 and 3 in the UFC but the dude's been through the ringer I mean his losses are to Evloev who we saw last weekend possibly a future champ Gavin Tucker and Alex Caceres 
He has been submitted twice. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Kuli Bao, he is 9-1-1, one, and one, uh, one, one, and one in the UFC, which is pretty sick. Um, he lost to Jalen Turner by ground and pound, and he drew with Charles Jordan, which is a, a great draw, honestly. Uh, I think there's value on him at plus 195. I know you have a much stronger opinion about this fight than I, uh, so let's hear it. What, how, how do you feel? Kuli Bao is my dog of the night. I, I think he's going to edge up Choi here. There's, I like the Alex Casera's loss for Choi is one of those things where I, I watch Alex Casera's fight and I either leave his fights thinking, like, I don't know how this dude's in the UFC, or this dude could be like, he looks young, like he could be a real contender and he's just not really. Um, so that part's tough with him. With Casera's, like, I, I, he either has a great fight. Um, Kulibau's lost to uh, Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner has that, like, freaky, like, either he's extremely good or he's really young and inconsistent is the best way to put it. He puts his best foot forward. He's, he's like a, you know, he's a, he's a higher up guy. I've also seen him not be a very high up guy. I think about the right guy. Um, anywho, I definitely, I love Kulibau here. Just straight up. I like the, I like the value there. I'm riding with him. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think there's value. Um, I'm, I'm stoked to see how this one plays out. I don't have a super strong opinion on it. Honestly, I'll probably ride Cooley Bow with you. Um, I, I do think that there is a path to victory for him here. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that one. Uh, another fight I know we both have strong opinions about. Uh, moving on, a middleweight fight between Brendan Allen and Jacob Malkoon. Brendan Allen is minus 275 on the money line right now. Malkoon coming in as a plus 220 dog. Fight goes the distance. Yes is plus 155. No is minus 205. Allen, 18 and 5 overall. Dana White Contender Series guy, 6 and 2 in the UFC. Four wins by sub in the UFC, one win by ground and pound. Um, Malkoon, 6 and 1 overall. Uh, two and one in the UFC, only lost by KO to Phil Hawes. Three wins by KO as well. Um, how do you feel about this one, JT? It's really hard for me to pick a winner here because I think it, I, it's going to be left up to the judges. I, I, that's just my feeling on this one. It's going to be left up to the judges. I, I, my only bet for it is really to go the distance. I like Jacob Malkoon only because he has the same first name as me. And I, I, Brendan Allen isn't going to submit him. I can't see how he submits him. I think he's just too tough on the ground in order to do that. He's, I believe he has wrestling background. He's, he's just a tough dude. He's a tough dude. I think I can outpoint him, but that's the only way I could see him really going down. Um, Neither of these dudes really have like crazy knockout power where I'm like too scared about taking the inside the distance. So my only bet for this one is for it to go the distance, um, which I believe is at plus 155. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, that's that's my only ride for this one. I'm siding with Jacob Malcolm, but I'm not putting any money on it. I like it. Yeah, I think uh, this one's super interesting. I feel like Brendan Allen should be the favorite in this fight. Do I think it should be this wide of a margin? Absolutely not. I think he should be much closer to like 
minus 150, minus 140. And just based on that alone, I think I'm going to take Malkoon at plus 220. Uh, I think that Brendan Allen has had a massive grappling advantage in all of his UFC fights thus far. Um, and I think that ends here. I think Malkoon is, is a pressure guy and can get in your face. And also, I mean, he doesn't have the best hands in the world, but they're good enough. I mean, he's, he's put a couple dudes to sleep and Brendan Allen is kind of has a paper chin a little bit. Um, I honestly do think this does go the distance though. Cause I think that's Malcoon's game plan. I think he's just going to get in Allen's face, pressure, 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 and just honestly out grapple him. I could see this being maybe a little bit of a boring fight as much as I hate to say it. These two dudes are really explosive and I think that it could end at, at any point. But I could see this being one of those where it's just just a little bit boring. And, and because of that, I'm going to side with Malcoon at plus 220. I think there's a ton of value there. Man, I've been all over the dogs so far this card. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that's going to end. There's, there's no more anxiety than like having just the dogs. And you're like, Vegas, I know, is smarter than me. <laughs> but I'm going to go with my gut. Yeah, I mean, you got to take a stab. Um, I that that will end here though. We're gonna move on to a welterweight bout between Jack Della Madalena and Ramazan Amiv. JDM, that's my boy. Like I said, he's a minus one fifty five favorite. Amiv plus one thirty. Dog fight goes the distance. Yes is minus one eighty two. No is plus one forty. This actually JDM actually opened as an underdog in this fight, and I really wish I would have grabbed it then. I didn't. I grabbed it at minus one fifty five now because I think it's gonna keep moving. We'll see. Uh, JDM, though, he's 11-2 and two overall, 1-0 in the UFC. Dana White Contender Series guy, 11-fight win streak. He's 11-2, and two, lost his first two fights, and is on an 11-fight win streak. Ten, 10 of his wins are by finish. The dude is a monster. Uh, Emiv, on the other hand, 20-5 and five overall, 5-2 five and two in the UFC. No really big wins, like, uh, like you had kind of touched on in the beginning. I think his just his losses aren't that great and his wins aren't that great either. Uh, JDM though, I mean he's sick. The dude's a monster. I don't see how he loses this fight. I think Amiv is is one of the biggest frauds of of all the Russians. Uh, I, I'm not not the biggest fan of of his. Um, I wish I got JDM at plus money, like I said, but I still think there's a ton of value on him right now at minus one fifty five. So I'm hammering JDM. I love him. The dude is. One of my favorite fighters, honestly, like on, on the come up, I think he's going to look, I think he's going to look really good against me. So I'm, I'm pumped for this one. This is one I have a strong opinion on. How do you feel about it, JT? I'm, I'm definitely with that. I'm going to leave it a little bit harder. I think uh, JDM by KO is where I'm like leading. I, when you look through Amib's like record, you're just like extremely underwhelmed. And you just look at JDM and it's just like, dude, I think this guy is going to knock him out. Like, I don't know how. I don't really see a way where Amiv wins outside of, like, a boring decision, which is always unfortunate for everybody. But that's the only way I could see it happening. I got I got JDM by KO here. I think the value on that is going to be pretty good. And, yeah, I just I got to ride with that one. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I like it. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think that's that's definitely a live play there and, and really good odds, really good value considering he's minus 155 on the money line. Um, let's move on to a guy that I know you love. Uh, it's a flyweight fight. Manel Cop squaring off against Rogerio Bontorin. Bontorin, a plus 185 dog against Cop, who's a minus 240 favorite in this fight. Fight goes the distance, plus 150. 
fight does not go the distance, minus 185. Rogerio is 17-4 and four overall, 3-3 three and three in the UFC. Losses to Ray Borg, Kaikara France, and Brandon Royval, which was a split decision. Win over Schnell and Holian Paiva. Uh, he's a great submissions guy. It's it's what he does. He's a Brazilian. Um, you know, he's a solid flyweight. So he's been around for a little while. But uh, yeah, he's a submissions guy. Cop, on the other hand, is 17 and six overall, two and two in the UFC. But he is on a two fight win streak, back to back round one knockouts. And his losses are to uh, Alexander Pantoja and Mateos Nicolau. So some pretty solid losses there. Can't complain about that. But Manel Cop is absolutely red hot. Uh, I know that you may be a little bit of a spoiler alert, but you're riding with him uh, in in the parlay as well. How do you how do you feel about this fight here? I cops on an absolute. He knocked out Ode, who pretty easy. He has some pretty impressive wins on record, and I don't really see that from Von Torin. Uh, Bontorin, I know he's Brazilian, uh, but I, I really gotta, I gotta ride with cop, and I'm, I'm going inside the distance with him, er, and I, I just like it. I, I love that he's, he's on, he's on fire right now. You gotta take the hot hand. Um, he might get cooled off here with a submission or something, but I'm leaning, uh, cop inside, inside the distance. Nice. Yeah. I think, which uh, we, er, KO. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some value there if you're gonna bat him. I think that's, that's how he gets this one done. Uh, we are going to differ here, though. I'm going to take my boy Rogerio here. I think he gets the job done. There's some value there, plus 185. I think that's that's a crazy line. Um, I like Cop. I do think he should be favored. This is very much a Brendan Allen type line for me, where it's just the line. Is, it just feels off to me. Um, I, I think he should still be favored, but I think it should be about again minus 150, and I, I have to take Rogerio here. Um, so that's who I'm going to ride with my boy i probably won't i'll probably just take him on the money line um but yeah i think i think he might get this done against cop and i love the value at plus 185 moving on to your story of the night i'm stoked to talk about this fight um i'm gonna let you kick it off but i just want to introduce the fight yohanna young check 16 and 4 overall a plus 140 dog against zhang wei lee a minus 176 favorite in this fight fight goes the distance is minus 225 uh, fight does not go the distance plus 162 the rematch this time three rounds uh, both former strawweight champions I mean if you think about it between these two Rose and Carla it's kind of and I you know it's kind of where the uh, belt has gone in this division the lineage with the with the exception of that that little Jessica Andrade stint there it started in Carla's hands when she beat Rose, went to Ioana's hands, went to Rose's hands, uh, went to Andraja's hands, went to Zhang uh, Wei Li's hands, back to Rose's hands. Like it, the, the belt has been between these like four or five girls. So this is super interesting, um, a historical fight. The first one was a banger. Um, I know this is your story tonight. I want to hear your take on it, where you're headed on this fight and uh, just what your thoughts are overall. I. I, my biggest thing with it is I don't, I don't love Zhang Weili. I, you know, I, after how she acted, like she almost seemed like she got broke by Rose after that first one. She came back and fought a pretty good fight after, but like she just 
she was after she got knocked out she's the most pissed i've seen anybody get knocked out and it was just like you got clean knocked out and she was mad after and it was just weird for everybody who was watching it um but i my biggest thing with this is i think it's as even of a fight you can get going into this i think they're very evenly matched uh and joanna has the value there like pretty good value i think i'm plus 145 last time i checked i i can't I can't go away from that. I, I love Joanna. I think she's a psychopath, and I love that. I yeah, no, I have to ride with Joanna here. She's it's gonna be electric. Though. I I can't see a world where Joanna lost the first one. If it was a five rounder, I could see it being a boring like first two rounds maybe, so she could pace herself and maybe out point her in the late ones. But three rounder, I think she has to just go for it. And I think they both are gonna go for it um i just i i count on joanna i think zhang wei lee has some holes in her game uh and i think she's a bit emotional too uh if joanna can tap into that i think she has joanna has a real advantage yeah i'm i'm in the same boat with you i love joanna here um she's plus 140 on the money line plus 185 decision i don't really see any value on decision there i'm riding with the money line um but i i do think that's how she gets this fight done look she was winning the first fight early she was and i think she continues to do that i think she can get rounds one and two again um and the one the one thing that worries me is i think zhang weili's grappling has gotten a lot better since the first time they went around and i could definitely see her just trying to wrestle and and grapple joanna um and just win that way that's the one thing that worries me about this bet and i think that's probably where the uh, odds makers heads are at um but i love you on here i think there's great value on her she is um again she was winning that fight early i really think she gets it done again i think she's a better mixed martial artist honestly i think she's got the size advantage um I think she's just coming back with a minute. She wants to win this belt back. And I think the belt being in Carla's hands makes her that much more motivated to win this fight. Cause if it's Rose again and she has to fight Rose for a third time, she's probably a little, you know, apprehensive to, to want that fight when it's Carla though. She knows she's destroyed Carla the first time she can do it again. She wants that fight back. I think she would be a massive favorite in that fight. Um, so I, I would, I would love to see that. So yeah, I'm, I'm riding with you. Ioana gets the thing done. And then we get to tail from that into the best women's pound for pound fighter in the planet right now. Valentina Shevchenko, a co-main event, five round uh, UFC flyweight championship against Tyla Santos. Valentina, man. I mean, it's minus 750 favorite versus Tyla Santos, who is a plus 475 dog. Fight goes the distance, minus 121. No is minus 113. Um, we've seen Valentina be a massive favorite many times before. This is nothing new. Uh, Valentina's 22 and three overall, two losses to Amanda Nunes. You know, you can kind of look at that how you will, but she's won eight fights in a row. On the other side, Tyler Santos, 19 and one overall, four and ones, four and one in the UFC. Her loss was a split decision. That was her first fight. And she's getting this over win. Uh, she's getting this title shot after wins over Molly McCann, Jillian Robertson, Roxanne Modafferi, and JoJo Calderwood. So I, I don't know how I feel about that. I as weird as this sounds, I think there's value on Joe on Valentina Shevchenko in this fight. 
she's minus 750 and I still feel like there's value on her in this fight I think that so many people are just kind of have this like PTSD thing from Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena thinking that it's going to happen again and it's just not like this is a completely different situation Valentina's a monster uh it's just a question of like how she gets it done points is plus 104 to go to her to win by decision knockout plus 200 I like you know some late rounds here uh Tyler's never really been like super late into fights like round four round five um so that'll be interesting to me round four is plus 1600 for Valentina round five plus 2200 I think there's some value there we saw her win in round four in her last fight um four or five decision is minus 135 I I like that too um, but I feel like Valentina is going to get this one done inside the distance. I think it's going to be late, but I think she's going to get it done inside the distance. I like knockout plus 200. Um, and I'm probably going to sprinkle rounds four and five as well. Um, and then honestly, I'll, I'll probably play that four or five decision prop. Um, but I do think she gets it done, gets it done inside the distance. How do you feel about this one? I, I, Everything said. The, the thing with the Amanda Nunez against Juliana Pena is Amanda, she fell in love with her hands and like being able to knock out people and stuff. And she fell and then she was like, I can knock out a gorilla. Like anything put it in my way. I'm just going to knock everything out. Valentina Chevchenko is kind of deep. She's going to go in there and be balanced and measured the entire time and just waiting for an opening. If you don't give her an opening, she'll have to go to the gym every now and then, you know. But she's not that type. She she's gonna be measured for one opening. She can kick you in the face or finish the punches, and she's just calculated. She's a robot. Amanda Nunez was never that. She was never a robot. She was kind of emotional. She like even with the um, cyborg when she upset cyborg, she got clipped like a few times in that. Oh, absolutely. Exchange where you're like I you know and that kind of what set what set her off and like it's really cool to watch when they just storm forward and do that but like when you do that you're really predictable and that's why Nunez lost that Shevchenko is a completely different fighter she's just not that fighter I understand like I wouldn't be mad at anybody if they're like I'm just gonna throw a little bit on Talia just because but it, I don't think there's any play there I, I love the four and five because Shevchenko can carry that the entire round she could for 45 minutes straight and still be a threat to knock anybody out. So, I yeah, I love the late-round knockouts. I, I love her by knockout in general. Um, she can grapple, though, and she might just sub them. So I'm tempted just to go uh, whenever the fight finishes, either four or five. But I'm definitely going to be just sprinkling in wherever I can find value on Shevchenko. Wherever I see the plus sign on Shevchenko winning, I'll sprinkle a little there. Absolutely. And there's great value on submission too, plus 500. Oh, we didn't really touch on that. Or I didn't really touch on that aspect, but it's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah, Valentina, uh, she, she's a monster. I'm, I'm pumped to, you know, watch her compete as always. She's the best pound for pound female fighter on the planet. So, uh, you know, hard, hard to argue that. Absolutely. Moving on to the main event of the evening. I am just absolutely juiced for this. I know 
you are too. This is a wild story. Glover Teixeira coming in as a plus 169 dog versus Yuri Prohaska, a minus 210 favorite. Fight goes the distance, plus 310. Fight does not go the distance, minus 485. The odds makers think this one is ending and ending inside the distance and possibly early. Glover, though, I mean, let's talk about a man. He's 33 and 7. The dude is overall and his UFC debut was in 2012 he's 42 years old he wins the belt in October um, unbelievable win over Jan Blachowicz something that most people did not see coming and uh, yeah super super amazing win super amazing story this was supposed to be Yuri versus Jan everyone thought that fight was going to happen Glover comes in, gets the upset. Incredible. Yuri, on the other hand, he's 28-3-1, but he's only 2-0 in the UFC. He's getting this fight on his third UFC fight. His debut was in 2020, but the dude is a knockout machine. Um, I mean, he knocked out Volkan Uzdemir in his debut, and then he absolutely, I mean, literally, and for the time being, ended Dominic Reyes' career. Like, Dominic Reyes has been a shell of himself since then. Like, the dude it just came out the other day and said something like, oh, I'm so excited to get back in the Octagon. But he, that's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, Yuri Prohaska just just absolutely violated the man. Um, but Yuri by knockout, minus 162. I don't see a ridiculous amount of value there. And it's something where I'm like, um, do I do – I, risk the minus 210 money line for the minus 162 knockout probably not round one though yuri by knockout plus 200 round two plus 475 so i think there if you're gonna bet yuri knockout bet him early you know bet bet the value there um but otherwise just take yuri on the money line if you like him that's who i'm siding with in this fight i know a lot of people have been on glover this week and a lot of people will continue to be on glover I am not one of them. I think this has been a great story. I think this is where that story ends. I think Yuri Prohaska could take his head off, honestly. Um, I'll be super interested. A lot of people, you know, Glover's wrestling, Glover's submissions, Glover's this, Glover's that. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter. I think Yuri's going to take his head off. I'll probably bet knockout round one and round two. Um, but I'm betting Yuri Moneyline pretty big. I'm a big fan of him here. Um, JT, I, I I think I know where you're headed with this one, but but let's hear it. What do you what do you like? I think yeah, I think there's two possible solutions. There's two possible answers for this, and that's either Glover by this decision slash sub. You can combine those two every now and then get some probably plus odds. Uh, or Yuri early knockout. My biggest thing with it, and where I'm debating is like it feels like when Bisbing finally won the title. And it was like, he won the title. He's not, like, he blew his wad already. Like, he's given all that he can give. Glover's late in his career. I don't think the motivation will be the exact same as what he had coming into Jan, and I think that's why that one was so dominating. Also, Jan kind of folded there. Like, Jan has good grappling, and it just seemed like he just kind of gave up at the end. Like, he didn't have a ton of fight in him. I don't know what happened. Um, but, yeah, I, it's hard. not. I have to go with Yuri here. Um, Yuri's a freak. He is a freak of freaks. Like this dude, he he throws wild stuff, but he's controlled. It's 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 almost early John Jones ish, where it's like he 
he's able to stand in there and bang with you. And then he can also like kind of keep it at a distance. And then he's just going to throw something that you're not expecting. And he's really good at setting it up. He knows what he's doing. Uh, and like the two wins in the UFC and then getting the title shot is like Brock Lesnar-esque. Like that's the only thing that you can really compare to that. I think Brock only had like one before he got a title shot too. Like he, I, it's, it's a tough one because you're, I feel like I'm going to look like an idiot no matter which way I ride, but I have to ride with Yuri just because the young dog, if I on a 42 year old, I'm going to feel like an idiot when he loses. If he just, if he gets finished within the first 30 seconds, I would not be surprised at all, but also wouldn't be surprised to see Glover grapple to death, uh, Yuri or submit him. I, I have to ride with Yuri here. I love riding with the young dogs who are hungry. I know Yuri's I know Yuri's hungrier than Glover right now. Glover cannot have the same motivation he had coming at last fight. I have to ride with Yuri here. I like those early knockouts, uh, plus 200 in the first or plus 400 in the second. I think, yeah, I, I want to ride second. I want to ride second because I think Yuri will be a little bit more balanced in the beginning because he understands it's a five round, but he might just go out there with a flat knee and end it all. So... I, I got to ride with Yuri. Yeah, absolutely. Early KO. And uh, that Glover line that you were talking about, submission or decision for the people that are curious, plus 215, Glover straight on the submission, plus 300. I don't see a ton of value there. If you're going to take Glover, I would just take him on the money line. Um, I think that's that's too risky. He's already yeah. plus 170. You might as well just, just take him on the money line at that point. You're just trying to, you know, you're just trying to get lucky. But yeah, um, super great card. I think we both are interested in a lot of underdogs in this card. Um, I think we're both on the same page for a lot of fights in this card. So that usually is a recipe for disaster, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm pretty fired up for it. <laughs> It, it should be good, um, but I want to talk about our long shots parlays before we get this thing wrapped up. Um, mine, as we know, the Darnell Mooney jersey parlay last week, I think we went one of four, which is just brutal. Um, but this week, this is the week we win it. We're going all money lines this week. We're not trying to get technical. We're going Jake Matthews money line. Jacob Malkoon money line, Ioana Young Jacek money line, Yuri Prohaska money line. It is five to win 120. Uh, when I win it, I'll post the ticket and I'll post the order for the Darnell Mooney jersey. I'm I'm juiced. It's hitting. It's smacking. Uh, JT, you going for another vacation parlay this week, or, or what are you thinking? I think I gotta switch it up. I'm a little fired up about football right now. Okay. I've just been hawking on the Patriots. Uh, and I don't have a Mac Jones jersey, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with you a little bit on the jersey bet here. Um, I might have to actually buy a few jerseys because my my parlay is at pretty high numbers here. I uh, but I got uh, cup by KO. I have um, Cubao straight up. Um, Brendan Allen, Jacob Malkoon inside the distance, and. I think yeah jdm by ko too racks it up to plus 3962 that's i don't have uh, all these ads on all these uh, numbers on sport on DraftKings, but five dollars to win a lot and i i love this bet i 
it's probably not going to hit. I, I think I went either one for three or two for three last week, and I need to look back at it. It wasn't great. Danny Gay lost it for me, but that is what it is. I, uh, but yeah, no, I think we're going, we're going with the jersey bet here. We're going to ride with the jersey bets here. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I love these bets. Long shot, obviously, but if one's going to hit, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've we've hit some great hit eventually. UFC before, so let's let's do it again. Uh, yeah, great card this weekend. We'll both have our cards up on Twitter as always. You can find me, Coda Capper VFC, and JT at Bay JT. So go check us out. Um, we're gonna have, like I said, all of our cards up. We'll probably be live tweeting. I'm I'm juiced for this in Singapore. I still believe it's a late start time. Uh, you know, they're they're not changing it for for the uh singapore people so that'll honestly be pretty interesting as well i'm not sure what the exact time difference is but i assume it'll be kind of in the morning middle of the day but yeah we got a great card this weekend usc 275 uh check it out and uh let's let's cash some bets this weekend jt anything you want to you want to shout out or anything or you just uh you ready to win some money i'm ready for joanna and jake check to beat zhang Lee. that's what i'm ready for <laughs> i'm ready for that i i think it's coming let's go awesome man well as always it was a blast and uh yeah let's uh let's enjoy the fights this weekend and we will talk to you guys next week hopefully with some uh winners to report so thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys later peace